to The Realist Show on radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is the Free Range Human Show of Choice, a.k.a. The Clay Edwards Show. I am Clay Edwards. I'm live here in the Mack Hike of Flowood. Say it with me. Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Studio. Got to put that sauce on it on a Monday morning. Oh, nasty weather coming in this morning. I mean, it wasn't raining a whole lot, but the roads, it's like a film all over the roads. And, of course, I was behind 18-wheelers the whole way here. And my windshield can never get right until I got on 49 anyway. Nasty, 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 nasty. It's about time to get a new set of headphones in here, ain't it, Steven? Yeah. you got to cut these all the way up to to hear anything. All right. Joined here in the studio with me is uh, Steven Yatroska. You just heard him for the last hour here on 103.9 with his Liberty Wake Up Call show. It's live 6A to 7A every Monday through Friday. Steven, I am... I'll start the show like this real quick. I caused a uh, a mild panic attack in my social circle, uh, family circle last night. I did something I never do. I came straight home from an event, and I went to sleep. Mm. I didn't touch my phone. I didn't do anything. Next thing I know, I'm being woke up. Clay! Clay! <laughs> about 100 missed calls, about 100 missed texts. But I tell you what, it's good. It's good to know that somebody cares enough. To show up when you don't answer the phone yeah. or check on you. So uh, I do apologize to those that I love, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> I did not mean to be the cause of anybody else's undue stress. I try to, I take pride in being people's peace, not their stress. But, uh, but uh, yeah, your, your boy was wore out after the weekend. Um, we had a huge turnout yesterday at the back porch. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Weather alert. If you're listening to this podcasted, you may not hear this weather alert that we're having live in the studio. Oh, that's right. It, it, it does just pre-record through the podcast. It yeah. keeps recording. So, well, guys, we'll pick this back up in a second. I need to pick my train of thought back up on the radio. I had the same thing during my show, too. So that's so annoying. All right, we're back. Uh it's, guess it's going to be weather today, or maybe that was just a Monday. They do those weather alerts a lot on Mondays. Yeah, I usually get one. It's usually right at the beginning of my show, so it's like you know a few minutes after six a.m. Uh, and it's usually during the commercial break. Uh, you know, before I come on, you know, my show usually comes on about six oh six, and uh, so it's during that commercial. It's like a regular Monday. You know, I guess they're just testing the system. But this morning, uh, because there was uh, some. Yeah, there's a little bit of issues with the system. I got I started early, so then of course it hit me right as I started. Yeah. So well, same here. So <clears throat> got that out of the way. Uh let's see here. Where was I? Oh, big weekend. I want to thank everybody that came out to Back Porch four seventy one yesterday. I want to thank all the artists that played. I want to thank uh, Chad, the venue owner. We had a huge day. I think we turned the crowd over twice, packed that place out two different times throughout the day. We had the right after lunch crowd, had the lunch crowd. Filled up and then had the after two o'clock crowd. I mean, it was six thirty, seven o'clock when I left there. Like seven o'clock when I left there last night, and it was still a crowd there. Um, we got pictures all over social media. You can check it out. Raised thousands of dollars for these uh, charities. We auctioned off a handmade metal bass, like fish thing, nineteen hundred dollars. Man, it was a, it, it was from somebody online, but they were bidding on it there and there and stuff. So. Raised nineteen hundred dollars alone from that that went to the South Delta Animal Rescue 
And those folks came down, too. So we got to meet them, Alex and his wife. And uh, his wife is going to be on the show tomorrow with Therese and I. Should be a really, they got a very interesting story about how all that unfolded up there through the tornado that I think people will find really interesting, aside from the animal rescue part of, it, of any of it. Just the <clears throat> how the town was destroyed part of it. Yeah. Kind of tell a story from somebody that lives up there and kind of what they're dealing with in the aftermath of that tornado. But we raised a bunch of money through the other charities as well. I'll have the numbers here in the next day or so. What they those charities tell me? We just created QR codes. Yeah, I walk saw up, that. scan the one you want, and easy breezy. We did take some cash donations too. I'll get that situated today as well. But again, thank you to everybody that came out. Nothing makes you prouder to be a Mississippian than see everybody come together for a good cause. I uh, got to meet a bunch of great WYAB listeners. So shout out to all y'all. If y'all want to chime in this morning, the Guns of Gear text line. Seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four, the phone line here in the studio in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios that is is six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. Stephen, uh, last night when I got home before I passed out, I had uh, kind of got into a little online tiff with somebody. No, yep, not you. Mm-hmm. Some uh, black girl from Jackson um, <laughs> told me that I make a mockery out of her people. I said, well, they, if we're talking about Jacksonians, they make a mockery of themselves on a regular basis. And my friends, this weekend was absolutely no exception to that, as they have now figured out a way to screw up garbage pickup. Were, were there any shootings in Jackson over the weekend? I'm sure there were plenty of shootings in Jackson. <laughs> I didn't hear of any, but I, you know, I try not to listen to the mainstream media that much. If, if, if there's a day that ends in Y, there's a shooting in Jackson. Now, nobody may have died because they're terrible shots. But there were shootings in Jackson, I can assure you. Uh, the ammunition, uh, the wherever people are stealing all their ammo from, uh, never seem to run out, I guess. Yeah. They uh, they should be buying it at Guns and Gear, but something tells me they're not. What, what's the death toll up to? Do you, you, 26. They, 26 this year? This year, which that seems low. Yeah, it does seem low. I thought yeah. it was – I guess we're just, uh, you know, we're just now at the very first of April, so they – well, it's starting to warm up, and Democrats do not do warm weather well at all. Traditionally, the murder numbers skyrocket. <laughs> That's right. They the said it's so cold out that Democrats uh, actually had their hands in their own pockets. Yes, so cold that the Democrats had their hands in their own pockets, and apparently our Republicans, too. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, I tweeted out this weekend. I said, uh, welcome to Mississippi, where the Democrats are Democrats, and so are the Republicans. <laughs> exactly. So they have figured out a way to screw the garbage up in Jackson, and I'm going to the second hour of the show, I'm going to play the mayor's impromptu press conference, and I'm going to nitpick it apart. It's going to be good times. But uh, Stephen held over with me here because I want to discuss um, HB 1020. It finally passed, and it's moving to the governor's desk. Yep. And I was talking to one of my buddies who who used to be a prosecutor in, in Hines County, and he's looking over the same liberal, liberal guy. And he's looking over it, and he says, I don't see what the fuss is about this. Yeah. Every Everybody... Should it should be glad that this is happening? He said they're creating an, creating an inferior uh, court system. I guess a municipal a municipal court deal, which is basically traffic tickets, and that's what the big stink is over. Yeah, is they're gonna have their own court system there, and it's gonna be like a I guess a parallel justice system. I mean, they're really making this bigger than it is. It's just somewhere they can expedite and un- help unclog the court system a little bit. Yeah, keep, keep these traffic tickets, these misdemeanor violations moving. Yeah, well, they, I mean, they also added, you know, for other, uh, within the, the regular court system, for other things, they added more, you know, assistant DAs or, or help with it. And, 
you know, of course, they had the, the CCID district, the outline district, you know, changed like four different times throughout the session. So, you know, one time it, you know, it, it included all of kind of what's northeast Jackson, all what they were calling the white neighborhoods, even though they're you know, majority still, black. Yeah, the majority black. But I guess where the majority of the white people who do still live in Jackson live in those areas. So it included all of that. And then at one time it included the entire city of Jackson for policing. And now it got cut down again. So. I think the final version of it, and you know, of course, 1020 was not a bill that I particularly worked on a lot. Um, I followed it just because it was such a big deal, uh, but it wasn't something that I really worked at that much. Um, I didn't really work on very many at all of the Jackson bills because uh, there were quite a few Jackson bills this year, and the Jackson bills seemed to get more attention and more debate time than some of the other bills that where we were spending, you know, $700 million on pet projects and things like that, that I was fighting against. Uh, but these Jackson bills just took up a huge amount of time and debate. Well, you know, um, I wish that I, I wish our fellow Patriots and freedom fighters in mass would get out and go raise hell about these other bills. Like the Jackson Democrats did about the Jackson bills. Yeah. I mean, cause if they have figured out how to do nothing else, what they are good at is finger pointing, and slowing up the process when you're trying to get things done. Yep. And they did that with these bills and back and forth and back and forth. But, hey, we finally got it. I got a detailed list of what exactly it consists of here. Uh, it looks like a chief justice will appoint not one, not two, but four. Count on four temporary special judges, circuit judges for Hines County. Their terms will expire December 31st, 2026. They are appointed no more than 15 days after the passage of the bill. The Public Defender's Office gets three more positions for Hines County and the CCID. The DA may appoint two more prosecutors and an investigator. Oh, my God, that's so terrible. Yeah, So, uh, but all those things are not in this parallel system that they were talking about. All of mm-hmm. those are in the current system, how yeah. they have now. They're just adding more personnel yeah, to it to help with the backlog. And that, that that's a great thing. So I'm just trying to find what the bad is. Then you got the bill cre- also creates an equivalent of a municipal court under the CCID. That's this, I guess, parallel yeah. court system. Right. It will preside over misdemeanors and initial appearances in the CCID. The chief justice appoints the judge. The judge must meet the same qualifications as a municipal court judge. All fines and fees collected by the court will be deposited to the city of Jackson. The court sunsets on July 1st, 2027. The attorney general appoints two prosecutors to serve in the CCID inferior court, and then inferior courts makes it seem yeah that's, that's a, a legal a weird term yeah. yeah that's a legal term that they use because they they talked about that inferior court throughout the entire debate process on ten twenty and the Senate version you mm-hmm. know of the bill they talked about that inferior court but it's, which is the municipal court <clears throat> right I think that's right so it just handles misdemeanors versus felonies yes okay uh, so they'll have the inferior court there. That's what I gather, at least. I'm not an attorney, so yeah. uh, I'll opine. I'm a policy guy, dude. <laughs> so it says the, the prosecutor can either work for the AG or under contract with the AG. The administrative office of the court appoints a clerk to the CCID court. And Capitol Police, here's the big part that I think most citizens care about. The Capitol Police now has primary jurisdiction within the CCID and secondary jurisdiction throughout the city of Jackson. The CCID Here's the real big part. Expands all the way to Northside Drive and east to the Pearl River and south to Raymond Road. That is huge. Yeah. Because that gets so, you that gets you all of Ellis Avenue, Highway 80, 
all the way to Raymond Road, which where I grew up at. Yeah, so, so that's huge. Yeah, so it's still not as big as the original outline for expanding the CCID was. And then, you know, of course, at one point they went to the entire city for basically all policing power. Uh, but now, you know, they they pulled that back some, so it's smaller than the original size for the CCID. But then they are giving them, you know, some power as a secondary police force throughout the entire city. I guess they need backup, and I don't. You know, again, there may be uh, some officers out there that know more about the way their jurisdiction works than I do uh, to tell us, but it sounds like they would be, you know, as a secondary policing force. Sean chimed in. This is my buddy that worked for the, uh, he was a, worked for the prosecutor's office. Yeah. He says they created a municipal court really is kind of a waste of time on the court part. He goes, that's what the inferior court is. Yeah. So we were right on gotcha. that. Gotcha. Yeah. Good stuff there. Thank you, Sean, for chiming in. Sean's actually going to be uh, jumping in with me on Wednesdays starting this week, kind of doing our own little law call or, dis- or discussing whatever the big topic of the week from a legal perspective is and kind of getting the, le- the legal side of it. And uh, well, I'm sure we'll go back and forth well, on some may, things, too. may but- get a lot of that as they implement this uh, this new Bill 1020, as they implement that in. And they're, I'm sure they are trying to figure out exactly what the bill says because usually right at the end of session, they just – throw so much stuff in when they go into conference they throw so much stuff in they have you know they may amend stuff so much that nobody really knows what's in it so then they pa- pass it and it's kind of you know nancy Pelosi, you got to pass it to figure out what's in it yeah you know so then it's like after it passes well then all the attorneys you know for you know probably uh you know certainly for the the police department and for you know for the capitol police department and you know for all the uh you know probably the ag too is trying to figure out exactly what all of this means that they just passed. All you know, the the law that the lawmakers have now passed, they all have to figure out how to implement that. And so everybody's probably, um, you know, everybody that's involved in having to change something now because of this law, they're probably all rushing. Especially because if it's 15 days after the passage of the bill, they got to, uh, you know, implement this in fear court. They're all probably scramming right now, trying to figure out exactly what it says and what they have to do to uphold the law. Well, so it basically doubles their their real estate. Now, will, will they be doubling the funding for the Capitol Police there so was, they can get so more law enforcement? From from what I was you know aware, there was no funding in this bill itself uh, because it wasn't an appropriations bill. It only had the reason there wasn't any funding is it in it is because it would have required uh, if it was an increase, it would have required a three fifths vote, and they didn't want that. They wanted this just to be a simple majority 50-50 you know, vote, 50, 50% plus one vote. So the funding was in a separate bill, an appropriations bill. And I think, uh, at least for the policing side of it, it included like a $15 million increase. Um, and so for the courts and all, I don't, ha- I don't, I don't think that that $15 million, I couldn't imagine that it's going to include all the, uh, the court costs and added, you know, hiring new uh, DAs or assistants or whatever. I could imagine it's going to include all of that. But at least for the policing power, it did have, I believe, in the final version, the increase in funding to the Capitol Police included funding specifically set aside for earmarked for body cams so that all Capitol Police will now have body cams. I think that came out in the final bill. You know, I, I don't know anybody that will have a problem with that. No, I don't either. I, you know, from, from both sides should, can agree that you, you want to show that you're doing the right thing. Yeah. I, I want to stay out of trouble. So, yes, I, yeah. I'm good with that. Yeah. I, I mean, generally, uh, body cams for police officers, if they leave them on, they usually help with the police officer, you know, uh, corroborate his story of what he says happened. 
Now, you know, there's some, certainly there's bad apples out there, and they'll turn their body cams off, and they'll turn them off because they know they're about to do something that they don't want on the camera. Uh, but otherwise, as long as they keep them on, I, you know, I think it's a good thing. I think it helps. It, it protects police officers just as much as it does the general public. Uh, absolutely. So in closing, before we go to the break here, uh, Sean, on the 1020, the inferior court, yep. so, it says, so the AG prosecutor can prosecute domestic violence, DUIs, and traffic tickets, do some preliminary hearings on felonies, set some bonds, but they can't try or handle a felony case to conclusion. Yeah. So, all right, we're going to take a break real quick. We'll be right back on 103.9 WYAB. When necessary. Welcome back in to the Clay Edwards Show. I'm live here in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com and on the TuneIn app. And Alexa, just search WYAB. Also, we're obviously on the FM airwaves at 103.9 FM WYAB in central Mississippi. I know we are really pumping up hard in Rankin County. Uh, we've got it going that direction very well. So, all of Jackson, Madison County, I mean, we just, we're, we're huge. The airwaves, we're, we own them here at WYAB. We don't take any taxpayer dollars. So we're allowed to talk about whatever we want within uh, within reason. Within reason. Hey, this segment is going to be brought to you by my good friends over at Guns and Gear. Shout out to Hunter and his team. Hunter came out yesterday, supported the calls at the back porch for our tornado relief efforts. And uh, it goes back to what I always say about supporting locally owned businesses. These are the people that give back when you need them the most. So we do appreciate that. Get out there to Guns and Gear, home of no limit ammo. And they still got some of that 9 millimeter thousand round bundles of magtech for 2.99 i believe so get out there take advantage of that follow them on social media at guns and gear they're located right there on 51 north in gluckstadt you can't miss it right next to the all-new booze smokehouse i'm telling y'all barbecue and bullets go well together trust me i know i like guns i like barbecue and uh i like to mix them together every now and then (laughs) hey real quick Again, we raised a bunch of money for Rolling Stone, Mississippi. If you were living under a rock over the weekend, you missed um, Joe Biden's uh, blunder. Let's play it for you. If I can find the... I'm having a blunder here. (laughs) I'll cut your mic back on there. Why ain't it doing it? Let's try this one more again. The town of Rolling Stone will be back and will be with you every step of the way. And I, that I, what did I say? I, I didn't, I said Rolling Fork, Rolling Stone. I got my mind going here. Why don't we do that one more time? The town of Rolling Stone will be back and will be with you every step of the way. And I, that I, what did I say? I, I didn't, I said Rolling Fork, Rolling Stone. I got my mind going here. You know what? The worst part of that is the follow-up conversation with his earpiece. That yeah. they had to feed him where he was. <laughs> Tell him something, John. I know you're listening this morning. You're gonna have to. You're gonna have to defend your president. There, he couldn't <laughs> even get the town that got destroyed right. But he got his mind working. His mind was working. You know, I, I recreated that scene yesterday on the mic at uh at the back porch. Got a good laugh out of folks. I, I'm so embarrassed that this guy is our y'all's president. It, it's just mind-boggling. Um, Democrats, 
y'all y'all danced in the streets and you said that that you took all the credit for Joe Biden being president now. I, I are y'all still taking that credit or are y'all ready to admit that the election was stolen too? Like there ain't no way America voted this buffoon this potato into office. Whatever you did over there made my headphones work a hundred times better. Oh good. Glad I, I was trying to get my headphone working over here too. But hey, look, Democrats in Pennsylvania elected uh, Fetterman, Probably. and so you you I think sometimes you give them too much credit. Would you take a picture of it now? That that that, that concoction of of XLRs and, yeah. and and coax over there to make two sets of headphones. Well, work. I even had to take the you know the big jack off to get it on there. But if y'all want to if y'all want to see the monstrosity we got going on in here, just to see two sets of headphones working, go follow me on Twitter at Save Jackson. I'm going to post the picture there. Look, Clay, Clay and I are just hosts. We just come in. We're not we're not radio technicians. We don't do all that. We don't put it all together. We don't wire it all together. We just show up and hope it works. It does. Matt does a heck of a job keeping this whole machine working, but. My goodness, the headphone, uh, the headphone adapters over there are something to behold. <laughs> uh, shout out to Hunter at Guns and Gear. He's listening this morning. Just text in on the Guns and Gear text line. When you own the Guns and Gear text line and you text into it, uh, you get a double shout out here on the show. So much appreciation to Hunter. Again, it was great seeing everybody out yesterday. And uh, if I don't name your names, because I, because I, uh, if I start naming everybody's names, I'll forget somebody and again they'll get offended. So let's see here. <clears throat> yeah, the. The, the the president, uh, and did you see where Fetterman, you mentioned Fetterman, you see where he got out of the crazy house? <laughs> yeah. And it, it's obviously not him. It's a deep fake. It's a, it's a body double. Yeah. You know, I, 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 re- I know all the conspiracy theories. I read all the conspiracy theories. I try not to believe all the conspiracy theories, but I've seen the, I've seen the, 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 uh, pictures, you know, and, and the comparison of the two. So I, you know, is it a body double? I don't know. Man, uh, what they, I, what they, I read about they it make was, it hard. I know what I read was is the picture you're seeing now is is actually before his stroke, not after he got out. That's so, what that's what someone at least uh, was trying to argue as this is not a conspiracy. It's not a you know a double or a fake. The pictures you're seeing now that they're releasing is actually was before his stroke, and so what you know of him. And the pictures you see of him lately were after his stroke, and so that's the differences in the picture, which could be true. Well, and the great thing about that is, is forever they told us it was just a little stroke. Yeah, you know, nothing to worry about, just a little stroke. You know, he's he's fine. Yeah, well, I watched the debates. Yeah, I actually watched the debates because I'm a politico and I watched the debates and cared about what was going on in Pennsylvania, probably more so than you know most people in Mississippi cared to watch the debates of Fetterman, and he he wasn't all there. You could tell by him talking during the debates, and that's that's nothing against him. It's really more against the voters who voted for him, knowing that he was in that state, that they propped him up there to do that to him. I felt sorry for him. What does it say just overall about the the availability of of viable Democrat candidates that they're having to do this with Fetterman and they had to do this with Joe Biden? I think it almost says just as much about the uh, candidates that the Republican Party are propping up to that they can't beat someone like Fetterman. Yeah, that was my next um, thing. And I, look, that's the entire... Everybody in Mississippi that's ever been involved in politics knows you got to run as far to the right as you can because that's what Republican voters want to vote for. They want to vote, you know, you, the, the saying is never let somebody get to the right of you in an election. Well, 
the the reason why I think we had a massive failure in the red wave turned into a, just a barely a red trickle was because the Republican Party, you know, across the country put up weak, moderate Republican candidates. And why why are Republicans going to go out and vote for them? Why are we as Republicans? Why do we? You know, why are we urged to go out and vote in elections for weak Republicans? We don't want to, so we just don't show up. If there's nobody good to vote for, then we're not going to show up. And I think that's why the red wave turned into a red trickle, because we just had weak, moderate Republican candidates. you you got to run to the right. you got to get as far to the right as you can. That's who Republicans show up to vote for. Otherwise, they're just not going to show up. Okay. With that said, do you have to run as far to the left also? On the other As a side? Democrat? Yeah. I think so. I mean, is that, is that where the party – this trying to straddle the fence on either side does not appear to be working for yeah. either side. I think, that, I think that it depends what state you're in. So I think in Mississippi, I think that in the, the governor's race, it's a good example. I think that Brandon Presley will get the Democrats' vote no matter what. So I think he is actually trying to appeal more to the moderates and get some of the, the Republicans who are centrist Republicans, kind of moderate Republicans. I think he'll actually get some of their vote because they're never taters. They're never going to vote for Tate. You know, they've already said we're never voting for Tate. Tate, on the other hand, he should, I think, run as far to the right as possible, but he's not doing that. He's running more to the the centrist, to the moderate. That's why he just supported Medicaid expansion. When you know four years ago during the nineteen election, there was a poll where seventy percent of Republicans said they would never vote for a Republican who supported Medicaid expansion. But now Tate's run to the center. I think what's going to happen in our in this gov- this gubernatorial election for governor this this year in Mississippi is you will see a very underwhelming vote at the top of the ticket. I think that the Republicans will not show up to the ticket to vote for Tate Reeves. Does that hurt Chris McDaniels? I think it I think it won't because I think in the primary, uh, which is really what Chris has to win, Chris McDaniel has to win the primary, the Republican primary. If he beats Delbert Hoseman in the primary, Good point. Good then, point. then it won't matter. Yeah. But I think in the Republican primary, I think you'll see a huge you know, voter turnout for lieutenant governor against Tillman Delbert Hoseman, I think you'll see a very weak turnout, which Tate doesn't really have that strong of any candidates running against him on the primary. So, you know, it, it makes sense that he probably won't have a big turnout, but I think this would be one of those rare circumstances where you'll see a, you know, a just an underwhelming amount of turnout for the top of the ticket in the Republican primary, and then just an overwhelming turnout, you know, for the, the, the next item down, which is lieutenant governor. Uh, and then in the general, I think if Chris if Chris wins, Chris McDaniel wins going into the general, then I think there will be a huge turnout for people, even though he's running against the Democrat and he'll overwhelmingly beat the Democrat uh, for lieutenant governor. If Chris McDaniel wins and he's in the general, I think you'll see a huge turnout again for people just showing up to vote for him because they like him. Do you think Delbert uh, – you know they're going to do this. Do you think all the, they're going to get the Democrats out in the primary to vote? Oh, yeah. I think so. Yeah, I think he's already priming that priming that pump. Yeah, let's take a call real quick. Then we got Jerry on the line. Hey, you're on there. Hey, how are you doing? Good. How are you? I'm fine. I was just listening to. uh, I forgot the gentleman's name. I think he has a show before you. Stephen, you talking about the? uh, Hey guys, I appreciate it. Yes, sir. Um, You were talking about we didn't have the red wave. It was a couple reasons I think are different than what you have. Um, and I know hey, it's a conspiracy. Actually, it's not a conspiracy theory. When you have seven or eight states that basically control the presidential races around and they're targeted, they're not going to win. 
Democrats are in Mississippi, aren't in Mississippi, a statewide race very rarely, unless Delbert Hoseman wins again, which he is a Democrat, by the way. Um, you yep. know, in his past lives, as, as liberal as he's been on some things. But when you, we, ha, we need our Secretary of State and our Attorney General to look into something that I've seen where they are donating with bots several thousand times a day, two and three dollars to Act Blue, and funding these campaigns, the legal campaign yeah. contributions. Yep. So saw, if you have a connection, yep. why don't you walk down the hall and ask our conservative governor? what he's doing about this and what our conservative attorney general they sit on their hands and let other states do things yeah because i'm sure that there are people in mississippi who could be you know found that are donating from a trailer park and whatever city or county they're in and have no idea if their name's being used yep i saw that not only key, the, if he came out and did that not only that and this goes back and i'll shut up and listen because i'm kind of delayed here on the phone we have states that have been proven in, that we have fraudulent votes. I have been a poll watcher before. I have taken this to our Secretary of State at the time. It was Eric Clark and it was David Blunt working for him. Nothing was ever done. Signing affidavits. And Philip Gunn was not the Speaker of the House, but he was there, reported to him because he was training us. And their response from the Republican Party was, well, we won the a presidential race. We won everything we wanted. And my thing was, well, they're canceling out my votes for what I'm seeing at the polls that you assigned me in. And y'all won't do anything. So you're talking about apathy is because the, quote, leaders that we have that you were touting, are, they're part of the club. They don't want someone like me or anyone else running because we're not in the club because we might shake the tree a little bit and they might not get all the apples in their pot that they're wanting. Um, and by the way, the guys running against Tate were the one medical freedom. If, if, if we, if that guy, the, the doctor that's running, if Richard. he just touts on you have a choice, I think he's going to win big. But anyway, I apologize. I'm ranting. No, you're good, brother. That and I, all right, thank you. Appreciate you. Thanks. All right, let's take a break real quick. Come back. I want to hit some of that stuff about the Act Blue. I saw that this more, uh, the other day also. Yep. All right, we'll be right back live on 103.9 WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. I want to thank Stephen Detroska for joining us there for the first couple segments. He has got to bust bugs and get to his day job. And uh, so we do appreciate Stephen chiming in this morning. Uh to the last caller, I did watch some of that, some of that uh, Act Blue stuff with J- that James O'Keefe did. I highly recommend y'all going to find that on YouTube or wherever. I, it's not Project Veritas anymore. I think it's just James O'Keefe, his personal YouTube channel. But uh, it, very interesting stuff there where they are getting illegal, Democrats are getting illegal campaign contributions and small, small donations from people who had no clue they were sending them. So it, <clears throat> it's big. It's a lot of corruption, but is anybody surprised? Will anything be done? Probably not. Conservatives, I, you know, nobody likes hearing this, but we got to figure out a way to cheat like they do. You know, we got to figure out a way to harvest votes and do all the things that they do. Otherwise, we're going to keep losing and keep screaming foul play, foul play. Once the rules of engagement have been set by the enemy, you're allowed to follow them too, except protesting in public. When we protest, it's an insurrection. When they do it, it's for civil rights or social justice or whatever. Speaking of social justice, I wasn't even going to mention this, but since I said it, Bubba Wallace, NASCAR's most popular driver, held a blacks-only 
block party over the weekend, sponsored by NASCAR in Richmond, Virginia. You know, it was all for social justice initiatives and uh, getting black people to the racetrack to feel comfortable in their own skin. I guess everybody, it's okay for black folks to feel comfortable in their own skin, but don't invite the white folks or the Mexicans, you know, or the Asians or anybody else. But as long as the black folks are comfortable in their skin at the NASCAR track, to hell with everybody else. I mean, what in the world, man? It just blows my mind what what we let people get away with. And we just say, oh, no, no, but that, that, that's, 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 it's about black, so it's okay. It's okay. <sighs> Could you imagine, for a second, Dale Earnhardt Jr. do a white-only block party? And, I mean, and, and advertised it like that. Like, nobody cares if only black people show up or only white people show up. But it's when you tell other people that it's a white or black only thing. It just don't make sense to me. Let's take a call from the resident angry black male, Thomas. Hello, you're on there. That's because everybody on earth hates black people because of their skin color. Imagine if black people were even black. Imagine they're white or more tan, maybe the color of Mexicans. I wonder would you have a black racial problem and things of that what you just talking about at NASCAR would occur. I wonder would it go on then. Because white people are so stupid that they hate black people just because of the color of their skin. So we got to have shit like that to go on that you don't that you disagree with because y'all don't like us because of our- I you know, every time. Every time. Anyway, nobody hates black people for the color of their skin. I just so happen to have an issue with the current bunch running around here, making everything about the color of their skin. That's the problem. You can't sit there and constantly talk about the color of your skin and expect it to not get brought back up. That, that's the problem. If everything you do is about the color of your skin, I don't, I'm intentionally not saying black here because I'm just for everybody. If everything you do is about the color of your skin, then don't get mad when you do something wrong and the color of your skin gets brought back up. Like you can't, for example, you can't constantly holler about black excellence and then have Jackson, Mississippi, which is ran by all black Democrats. And it is a complete and utter disaster. When you have that mayor constantly talking about the blackest city, black this, black that, free to land, all that stuff, all that racial undertone stuff. And then when anybody mentions the failure of it, oh, you're a racist, you're not allowed to mention that because we're all black. You're not allowed to call out black failure. You're only allowed to mention black excellence. You know, I don't care who's running Jackson. I don't care if it was all white people running Jackson, all rainbow delights. If they were failing, we would mention it. I'll tell you, start at the top of the next hour. I got about a 10-minute long video of Chalkway down at City Hall Saturday with all the Richards Disposal employees behind him. What a disaster this is for Jackson. I'm, I'm, I'm going to play the whole thing, and I'm going I'm to narrate it, and we're going to have some fun with it. It's going to be 
It's going to be peak Clay Edwards show. If you like this show, you're going to love this top of the next hour segment. By Wednesday, when my buddy Sean gets here to do the show with me, about um, he lives in Bellhaven. So he's in the thick of all this stuff. But we're going to, it's going to be talking about legal stuff. We're going to talk about everything from the Trump deal to the HB 1020 and uh, answer any legal questions you may have outside of family law. By the time he gets here Wednesday, everybody should have had, should have supposed to have had their garbage picked up by that point, the way the cycles run. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, then it starts to repeat Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So that's when you start the second day of pickup is on Thursday. So everybody will have missed a garbage pickup by Wednesday. It's going to start piling up. How? You want to watch the temperature rise in this city? Figuratively and literally, by next Friday, I'm sorry, by this Friday, or Saturday technically, everybody's garbage. By the time we get back on the air next Monday, everybody's garbage will now have been, should have been picked up twice, and it will have got picked up zero times. And three times for people who didn't get theirs picked up Saturday because it was the first when it stopped was Saturday. So if you had Saturday pickup, by this upcoming Saturday, you will have missed three garbage pickups. It's going to start piling up. I can't wait. I cannot wait. And you know people going, I was thinking about this last night, about just how much I love Rankin County and how we don't have these problems in Rankin County because we have real leadership out there. Real leadership. But we're, we're, we're going to catch some Jackson trash. And here's what I mean. They're going to start burning it. You know they're going to start. I would. I, man, look, if I lived in Jackson, I would have me a 55-gallon drum. I told Kim Wade this yesterday out at the, out at the, uh, the fundraiser. I said, if I'm, I'm going to a, a hardware store, I'm going somewhere right now, and I'm buying a fire pit or a 55-gallon drum to burn garbage. And all that garbage, all them burnt crab legs in Jackson, all that smell, you know it's going to blow east. It always does, just like the weather moves east from the west. We're going to have to smell all that Jackson trash burning over in Rankin County. But because that's what I would do. Like, my parents' house over in, the, in that Forest Hill Road area. Garbage picked up every Wednesday and Saturday. They're going to have, by Saturday, it's going to be three times they missed the garbage pickup. Let's take a call. Hey, you got about a minute, but you're on there. Uh, you little NASCAR guy. <clears throat> NASCAR guy you was just talking about. Bubba, the great Bubba Wallace. Bubba. Good Bubba. Bubba lives in a all-white neighborhood in Westmobile, about a half a mile from me, with probably 20 homes. Them homes probably start at $5 million and go up. Yep. And then he's in a white part of town and a gated community in an all-white part of town. Yep, of course. Well, just just like all these black millionaires that, that holler blackity, black, 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 and then move to the whitest area they can every time they get paid. And I guarantee he ain't paying for no blacks to move it out of the palms. I promise you that. Nope. All right, brother. Got to take a break. All right. Have a good day. All right, bet. We'll be right back on The Clay Edwards Show, live on 103.9 WYAB.
breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show live here on 1039 WYAB. Oh, let's see here. We got about a minute and a half left where we got to take our top of the hour break. I ran over a couple segments there with all that good tea spilling everywhere. So uh, this segment will wind us down. Brought to you by A1 Gear and Auto. Man, get over there at 49 South and see my friends at A1 Gear and Auto in Florence. If you have any automotive repair needs or anything from your check engine light to your AC not working, brakes, water pumps, they handle it all. What they specialize in is your ring and pinion. So get over there and see if you have any kind of noise coming out that rear end. That roaring, your transfer case, your four-wheel drive ain't working, whatever the case may be. They can get you taken care of there at A1 Gear and Auto. They've been the leader in ring and pinion and transfer case work for over 15 years now here in Central Mississippi. So be sure to check them out. All right, when we come back from the break, I've got a video queued up of Chakwe Antar Lumumba, mayor of Jackson, Mississippi. Basically telling 10 minutes of lies. He's all fired up. All fired up over his inability to get the garbage picked up. All you got to do to run a city, really, is keep the water on, keep the garbage picked up, and have police. And he has not been able to do any of the three without Big Daddy Republican coming to help. We'll be right back on 1039 WYB. You never met a mother quite like me. Welcome back in to The Realist Show on the radio, your daily dose of reality radio. This is The Clay Edwards Show. This is hour number two of a three-hour Monday spectacular here on 103.9 WYAB, streaming worldwide at WYAB.com from the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. Speaking of Mac Hike, Flowood, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, get over there and see my buddies on Airport Road, uh, on Lakeland Drive at Airport Road today. They've got a large selection of Jeeps in. Looks like they got the extremely popular Jeep Gladiator in stock. That's right, in stock. And it looks like there's a total of about $4,500 in rebates available, if I'm looking at this right here on their website. That's big. What's the $3,000 federal, state, regional bonus cash Got a $1,000 drivability, automobility program, and uh, $500 for military. So it looks like you can, uh, you can get pretty big discounts there. Oh, they got a dealer discount of 2000 So it starts out at 61980 and by the time you get down to the final price, it's 56980 So that's uh, $5,000 in discounts right there on the Jeep Gladiator, 2023 Jeep Gladiator Mojave. 4x4 edition. So get over there, check them out. They got it all right there at Mack Hike of Flowwood. You can shop them online at MacHikeCDJRF.com, home of the $399 car payment and home of the in and out in an hour promise. Once you've selected your vehicle, they're going to get you in and out of there in an hour. All things uh, being right, right and ready. Let's take a call here. Good morning, caller. You're on there. Hey, Clay. Hey. You ever heard the saying, uh, life is hard and stupid makes it harder? Oh, every day. I live it every day. (laughs) So, you know, sometimes stupid makes it harder, and then stupid don't like the consequences of their bad actions or their bad choices. You know, I was talking about that. Then they want to blame it on racism. Yeah, I was talking about that yesterday. I said, you know, they... I, for the longest time, I've thought the leaders of Jackson were doing this on purpose. And then it's just dawned on me, they're too stupid to do it on purpose because it would take 
planning something out and actually finishing what they what they set out to do. And they can't do that. None of this is on purpose. This is just a lot of stupid people making bad decisions, and these are the consequences of those stupid decisions. And then when stupid doesn't work out and they don't like the consequences, well, then it's blamed because I'm black or I'm racist or whatever. And to Thomas's comment, I don't hate anybody for the color of the skin. In fact, I don't hate anybody at all. You know, but I disapprove of stupidity and ignorance. And it has nothing to do with the color of a person's skin. You know, and, and if he wants to say people, especially say conservatives, which he didn't really say that, uh, you know, that we don't like black people because of the color of their skin, how is it that we so welcome in people like Diamond and Silk or Candace Owens? I mean, those are staples of the conservative movement. Uh, Walter Williams or Thomas Sowell. I mean, they're great thinkers of our time, and their skin color happens to be black, but we appreciate them not because their skin color is black, because they're because uh, they're so um, bright and they're smart and they have the the right ideas. And I love listening to Thomas Sowell on YouTube. I mean, he's full of great information. Yeah, but I've got his book. I got one of his books on audio that he actually reads. And uh, it's good stuff. I mean, just yesterday, for example, at our fundraiser at Back Porch, predominantly white audience, but uh, my buddy Fred, singer of Storage 24, black conservative, uh, was there performing. Uh, Let's see here. Kim Wade showed up. I think we can all agree that Kim is a a black conservative. Let's see. Who else showed up? I feel like I'm leaving somebody out. Oh, Miss Lacey that calls into the show all the time. She showed up. We welcome, and I, I welcome anybody with similar political views into my realm. I just don't want to be around Democrats because I don't want to have to keep my hands in my pockets the whole time they're around me. So, you know, we're, it ain't about race. It's about politics. And I, yeah, hate is a strong word. But I, I, I had to think, I, I, I hate what Democrats stand for. So it trickles down into my feelings for them. You know, but what happens on the other side of the coin is when conservatives, I mean, they're, and I will call it hatred on their side, their hatreds of, of white conservatives. And, and I'd say it's primarily because of our ideology. They hate Candace Owens. They hate Thomas Sowell. You know, they hate uh, J- J- uh, Clarence Thomas. They hate, and, and I won't say it's they hate more if that um, conservative is black, but they just hate conservatives, period. And when they talk about, you know, equity, diversity, and inclusion, they just want to see the same ideology they may accept different shades of skin color but they certainly don't tolerate diversity of opinion joe mark my word nobody wants to call a black person an n-word more than a white liberal talking about a black conservative exactly i mean they want to say it so bad because they they think that the rest of them will have their back if they do they oh they want to do it so bad but I mean, I have learned so much from Thomas Sowell, and I'd say Thomas, your caller, would learn a lot from listening to Thomas Sowell. You know, but uh, I don't know. I just get so sick and tired of ignorance, um, and then uh, blaming it on skin color. I have a very, very low tolerance for that. Don't hate, but I have a low tolerance for. And I, I do appreciate your show and the the interchange. Hey, appreciate it, brother. Thank you, Joe. Thank you. Uh-huh. Uh, the Thomas Sowell book that I have is uh, Black Redneck and White Liberals. I highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. All right, let's play some of this Chakwe Antar Lumumba rant. It's about 10 minutes. I'm going to have to split it up into two segments here, but it's going to be worth it.
Let's start here. And so this has been a deliberate effort, and this is a sad, sad day. We called a meeting. Okay, context real quick. This was Saturday, in case you're just tuning in. This is Mayor Lumumba, Saturday, down at City Hall, uh, crying about a mess he created, the garbage, the garbage contract. So there's your context. Meeting on Thursday, and nobody could be there. Everybody had an emergency, everybody was out of town, and then all of a sudden, everybody's here. All of a sudden, they're here and and they can vote, but they take a stand against the people of Jackson. I want to be clear that we're going to do everything that we can to present this again, that this has only been a practice of following state law. Something that they are not fond of doing, following state and or any other law. In the city of Jackson, calls racism, of course. It is the state law that requires me to do an RFP. It is the state law that requires price to be the most heavily weighted factor. That is not a showboy thing. That is not a mayor wants this contract thing. I want what is most affordable to our residents. I want the contract that best serves us. And so we are going to... uh, Deliberate. We're going to talk about what our options are going forward. The only commitment that I can make right now is that we won't stop working for the people of Jackson. That we. When have you started working for the people of Jackson? I mean, I feel like the people of Jackson are sitting back saying, "If this is what you call working for the people of Jackson, just stop. You could accomplish more by doing less." Because if this is working, I don't want to see what not working is. Well, I don't want to see what working hard is. I, I honest to God, believe you could have just done nothing and it not be as bad as it's gotten. You, just, you could have just let the wheel slowly come off the tracks. But no, you had to try to bring all this free-to-land nonsense down here and have the waters quit working. Thank you, Tate Reeves, for fixing that. Law enforcement, that, that, that's an issue. Jackson Police, that, that's an issue. And it's, just a, it's a manpower issue. Yeah, you sent my good buddy Anthony Fox, hashtag free Anthony Fox to jail. I, I Now the garbage pickup is screwed up. We won't stop working for the workers who pick up our trash each and every day. I want you to know that I appreciate y'all. I appreciate your sacrifice. I appreciate what you do. And you are he, he's got all the employees of Richard's disposal behind him. There's obviously a vested interest in this for these people. It's because of them. And so that's that's all I can offer right now. I know that working together, Jackson said that they have a statement uh, on behalf of their coalition. And I believe you should ask these people what's wrong. For far too long, the right questions have not been asked. The right questions have not been asked. You haven't asked, Mayor, why are you for this contract? Because it's the lowest. Because we're going to raise your water bills. Because we have to fix our water system. And it doesn't make sense to tax you more unnecessarily. That is why I'm for it. That is why I have a problem with it. And I want the truth to be out there. I want the silliness to stop. I want the truth to be out there, too. 
Does your sister own 25% in Richard's disposal through a anonymous person? That's what the rumors are. Where, why didn't the city take the initial Siemens settlement offer instead of it going to a law firm that kicked you back some campaign money? That's factual. So we paid a law firm $30 million in commissions when we could could have got it without spending a penny. I want the truth on that. We've heard all manner of things. I've heard that my wife is related to Mr. Richards. My wife ain't never met Mr. Richards. I heard you live with a different woman in Gluckstadt, but uh, rumors can be rumors. Make the council answer the question, the council members that voted against it. Because I thank Angelique for supporting this. I thank Brian Gazelle for supporting this. And the ones that didn't have to answer to the residents of Jackson why their trash isn't picked up. Because it makes no sense. I thank our city attorney. I thank our city attorney who has given her blood, sweat, and tears. Roger texted on the Guns and Gear text line and says, Why do Democrats yell at press conferences? Because it makes it sound like they're fighting for people. I mean, they have they have single handedly destroyed the city of Jackson. You know, you know who you can't blame this garbage stuff on. I made a list of people you cannot and things you can't blame the garbage issue on. The Chalkway cannot blame it on. You can't blame it on Donald Trump. You cannot blame it on Clay Edwards, Tate Reeves, White Flight, racism, colonizers, apartheid, Santa Claus, past administrations. Frank Melton, Kim Wade, or January 6th. You can't blame the garbage on any of that. Has been who they have tried to humiliate. Trump. Who they have tried to discredit her intellect. And so I thank you. I thank you, Tori. Thank you. The same city attorney that he didn't trust enough, I guess, to, to handle the Siemens lawsuit? Or is this a different one? And what's, what, what is so rich about this video, y'all can go find it. It's on the Save JXN, Save Jackson YouTube channel. I stole it off Facebook, so credit to whoever filmed it. Um, Dr. Amari, you know, the, the, the women really run this administration. Everybody keeps saying Jackson needs a black female mayor. It has one. It does. Uh, Dr. Amari, Safari Amari, Dr. Safari Amari here. She's wearing a Jackson Strong shirt. Now, it ain't even speculation. She don't even live in Jackson. But so if we're using de- the Democrat double standard here, I'm told that if you don't live in Jackson, you can't have an opinion on Jackson. Or is it only if you have a, you, you're allowed to have a good opinion? You can't have a negative one. Is that what it is? OK, just want to make sure we're on, we're on the same page. You still don't have a majority vote. Mm-hmm. Um. It doesn't mean it can't be presented again. But the other thing that's lost, you know, there was a motion to substitute waste management. All of that ignores, right, that waste management said that they won't honor that price. Waste management said the only way we'll do it is if we do a new RFP. 
And all the vendors have said, if we do another RFP, it's going to cost you much more. We were already talking about the difference of 32%. If you could save 32% in your home, what would you do? Uh, not vote for you or Joe Biden and try to make this Biden inflation go away? Right. And so now we're going to be looking at 60% more or higher. Or higher. And so uh, I can't give you uh, an answer to exactly what the next timeline, because I hadn't had an opportunity to sit with our team. I hadn't had an opportunity to talk about that. Uh, but we're going to put our heads together and do uh, whatever we can. Oh, God, no, please, for the love of God, do not put your heads together. That's what got us in this mess to begin with. All right, look, we're going to take a break real quick. We're going to come back. We're going to finish this video because it is, this is radio gold. It really is. Chakwe is the gift that keeps on giving. If he, I don't know what Clay Edwards is going to do when he's not mayor, and you actually get a credible mayor down there. I, I will have to fold my show and just go find something else to do. We'll be right back on one or three. But until then, we'll be right back on one or three nine WYAB. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show. This segment is going to be brought to you by our good friends over at Mercy House Auto Center and Teen Challenge. Yep, Mercy House Auto Center Teen Challenge. Hey, look, these are the same folks, man. They got Mercy House Teen Challenge. They are a 501c3, and they are putting fathers back in homes. So here's a cool deal. If you got an old vehicle out there you want to donate to the cause, as long as you got a clean title on it, Give them a call. They'll come pick it up, running or not. You just got to have the title. So, you got an old car in the driveway worth 1000 bucks, give or take. They get it. They recon it. They sell it for 5000 bucks. You're going to get a tax write-off for $5,000 because they are a charity, 501c3, nonprofit organization. And, uh, again, you're killing two birds with one stone because the profits they make go back into their teen challenge, and they're putting fathers back in homes, helping people battle, beat addiction, and all that. So get out there, support them. And hey, also, uh, aside from just that, if you're in the market for a vehicle, the main thing, right? The whole point in the, me reading this ad here, if you're looking for a good used vehicle, ten to $15,000, and look, they're getting harder and harder to find. I have to turn people away every day that call me looking for vehicles for ten, fifteen thousand $15,000 because that's the new cash price vehicle. You know, stuff that was five, $6,000 a couple years ago, is now ten to fifteen thousand uh, dollars. I'm not exaggerating. What was five is now ten. What was ten is now fifteen. It's crazy out there in the used car market. Um, but if you're looking for something in that price range, they got you, and they can help you out with financing too, from good credit to no credit. Uh, they can get you taken care of there. Go shop them online, MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. They're located right down there in Crystal Springs. They'll get you rolling. Good folks. Uh, you can go go to Facebook. You can find them there too. Just type in Mercy House Auto Center, and it'll pop up. And they got their website, MercyHouseAutoCenter.com. Whether you're looking to get rid of a car or buy a car, they can help you with all of it at Mercy House Auto Center down in Crystal Springs. All right, back to our video of the mayor of Jackson. Until there's an agreement, until a the city, the city of Jackson. He's saying there will be no trash pickup until there's an agreement is not a way we, we used to pick up trash many years ago right more than 30 years ago we don't have the capacity nor the expertise oh that's an understatement 
nor the equipment, right, in order to pick people's trash up. And so that's why I said that this was a decision against trash pickup. If all of the other vendors say, look, I can't honor, I can't honor my price, right? You're talking about a company that picked up our trash for seven months without being paid. Without being paid. And that was intentional. That was intentional. It was saying, look, I'm going to suffocate you. I'm going to make it that you have to walk away. I'm going to make it that you have to lay off your workforce. And you had somebody who said. Well, he made it where you had to use them. You had the garbage going just fine with waste management. They have all the facilities in place here. They had all the infrastructure in place. The garbage was being picked up just fine until you had to free the land. You had to, all, you had to go free to land it. And listen, I'm not going to do that to the workforce. I'm not going to do that to the people of Jackson, right? And still picked up our trash. Riches. Until still riches. Riches still picked up our trash. Somebody asked if you couldn't hear. They said, what are the consequences of people leaving their trash on the curb? They're going to stink. It's going to stink. And when the bad weather comes through like it did last night, it's going to blow it everywhere. And Jackson going to be trashier than it is. But here's the mayor's answer. Uh, you have rodents. Uh, I want to be clear because once we finally, you know, figure this out, that means it's going to take days, if not weeks, right? Weeks to pick up the trash just to get to our normal point of, of trash collection, right? Um, and so it's it's more than an inconvenience, right? More than an inconvenience. And then it says it says even if they vote on it today. All the Richard's disposal people had done left town, from my understanding. There's a video on the Save Jackson Facebook page of the trucks leaving town, heading south. So the best I know, and I could be wrong, I'll, I will leave that caveat there, they have up and left. So you're looking at a month before new, new stuff can be put in place. This is going to be a disaster, absolute disaster. Pun intended, this is a dumpster fire. To our babies, that we don't care about our city, that we can't agree, and that we're a filthy city. That's what it was. Okay, Mr. Mayor, I got a question. So, can the city of Jackson actually afford these potential increases you just talked about, the percent increases? No, we can't. Uh, we're already we're already at a deficit, right? Because of all of these emergency contracts, right? We're already, and and, and I want to make it clear, we intentionally did blind scoring so that no company name would be on the bids. I intentionally gave them that raw score so that they could pick what was the best, right? And so if this was somebody picking a contract, then you don't give over the data and say, you pick, right? You pick. And then you only have a problem with it when you discover that your firm, that your friend wasn't the lowest. Who picked? Who are they? The council could have picked. The council had the opportunity to pick. The council had the opportunity to pick, not by law, but by my choice. When we talk about negotiation, when we talk about agreement, I agreed to that. I have continued to move towards them. There has been no effort to negotiate, no effort to say, look, this is the problem that we have in the contract, right? And so this is by, by design, as Councilman Grizel said. And who's responsible for approving the contract? 
The council has to approve the contract. As mayor, I can only present the contract. And so I don't have an ability to just sign an executive order for trash to be kicked. Nice that he admits that. The law doesn't allow that, right? The only way that... That pesky Mississippi law doesn't allow doesn't allow for me just to sign a contract for somebody else I know, for another minority set-aside contractor to get richer. We can have trash pickup is that we go through an RFP process. The RFP process informs us who the winners are. I present the winners to the council. Don't forget that when he initially presented Richard's disposal um, and the other companies uh, that some of them were involved in, they told you that Jackson's garbage needed to be handled by a black-owned company because Jackson's black. I, you know, I just that—that's the quickest way to make me not be on board. Is when your best excuse is because black uh, or any other color, but in this situation, it was black. The council approves the contract, and then I sign it. Right? That is the only way that we're able to do contracts in the city of Jackson. Can we have another emergency order? No, 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 not one. You just had the Supreme Court, what the Supreme Court ruled on, so that we make it clear, wasn't anything to deal with this contract. The Supreme Court ruled on the emergency contract, right? That's the only thing that they they ruled on, right? And so it said that I didn't have the right to veto in order to put that emergency contract into place, right? And so uh, I don't know, one, whether Richards would be willing to do an emergency contract, right? Because they would be negotiating against themselves. What essentially the council is trying to do is to try to delay, delay, delay so that they can put a vendor of their choosing in place and give them an opportunity to build up their capacity. That's what they're trying to do. They're trying to give that vendor an opportunity to build up capacity. And what will happen under emergency contract are two things. One, the emergency contract itself will be beyond what we can afford as a city. Secondly, it will lead us into another RFP, and I just told you that the new RFP would be 60% or better, more than what we, we would have had today, right, that we cannot afford. And so I want the city, the residents to know that that's not, that's not coming from the city's coffers. That means that you're going to pay more. That means that we have to raise your water bills, your water bills to pay more. <laughs> I, I, getting excited thinking about raising people's water bills. That means we're going to have to raise your water bill. Now, it's everybody else's fault that they're going to have to raise your water bill. And you have years of water strife ahead of you, Jackson. Years of water strife ahead. Okay. So what should be, what, what are you asking, council? I'm asking that the residents, the residents call your council person and tell them to support this contract, tell them to move forward. With that, I'm going to let the people... That is a possibility. That is a possibility because it was not voted down twice, uh, and also there's a possibility. All right, that's a, that's the end of that. I, I I couldn't hear that last question, so I do apologize. <clears throat> Let's take a break real quick. You guys have been blowing up the guns and gear text line. I want to hear all your thoughts and opinions on it. You can call the show also six zero one eight seven nine zero 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 two. It's the phone line, the guns and gear text line seven six nine two four one nineteen forty four. We'll be back. Right after this, live in the Mac, Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. This is the Clay Edwards Show. It's when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards Show, live in the Mac Hike of Flowood Studios. This segment brought to you by our good friends over at Watkins Construction and Roofing. Hey, look, man, we had them hailstorms and whatnot come through last week. 
And I'm telling you, if your car got hail damage, your roof got hail damage. Give Watkins Construction and Roofing a call today, 601-966-8233. Or check them out online at watkinsconstructioninc.com. They'll come out. They'll do a complimentary roof assessment. They know what to look for. These guys are professionals. They're going to take care of you. Give them a call. Locally owned, locally operated, right out of here in central Mississippi. Michael Deere and his team do a bang-up job of always giving back to the community and taking care of folks. So give them a call today, 601-966-8233 for your complimentary roof assessment today. Like I said, after all those storms last week, if your car got hail damage, your roof did too. Let them come out, check it out, and uh, get you rolling towards a roof repair or replacement if needed. They're uh, professionals when it comes to working with insurance companies. That is what they're known for. So Watkins Construction and Roofing, your go-to roof repair specialist. All right. Guns of Gear text line. You guys, uh, you guys been on fire. Let's start with Roger here. Roger had asked, why do Democrats yell in press conferences? Yeah, we got that one. He goes, Rankin County does not have garbage issues. Kapai County does not have garbage issues. Madison County, no garbage issues. Heck, even Hines County doesn't have garbage issues. It's just Jackson. He said, um, everyone around him has no issues with waste management. Pay your bills and stop stealing, and you would, and you won't have an issue. Raising water bills because he's a buffoon and can't run a city because he's too busy funneling money to his friends and family and himself. Yep, makes perfect sense. Hashtag free the land. I said that, not Roger, but never let an opportunity go to waste. Let's see, unknown texture here. This mayor has a bad habit of saying right after a statement when clearly not right. He's simply approving himself. The mayor is also making it clear. Yeah, he does like to say right. Uh huh. He'll say he does. He say something. He's affirming himself. That's funny that you picked up on that. I like people who pick up on little things like that. I have a habit of that as well. Reagan says, "If our mayor were any dumber, I would swear he was the mayor of Minnesota or Chicago." Seven months, Mister Mayor. Richard's disposal was not paid because you vetoed a no vote. Therefore. They had no legal contract with the city of Jackson. No elected official in America that I know of has ever vetoed a no vote and went forward with the rejected legislation. It, it's a bit mind boggling. I don't feel sorry for Richter's disposal. They did that to themselves. They should have. <clears throat> they should have said, "No, dog, we out. We ain't doing it." Clay Edwards only going to go about seven days without getting paid from one paycheck payday to another. Assuming I've earned some money, if I have done my job, if I sold some cars for seven days and Casey Ellis owes Clay $1 and he ain't paid him after seven days, we're going to have a conversation about it. Now, he would never do that. I'm just making a point. They got they did the work for seven months and didn't get paid. That's foolish. And, and they had to spend the money paying their employees and all that stuff, too. No bigger, the well, other than the Jacksonians who aren't going to have their trash picked up, no bigger issue or no nobody else took a bigger hit than Richard's disposal in this whole thing. At some point, we're going to find out if this mayor got paid some money or what his involvement was. I've never seen somebody so dead set on screwing something up like he was getting Richard's disposal 
into the garbage deal on Jackson. To you, to your most uh, non-observant normie out there who doesn't pay attention to any of this stuff, this even stinks to them worse than the Jackson trash is going to. It doesn't make sense unless he has something financial to gain. Let's pick back up on the text here. You guys bringing the heat this morning. Somebody else paid attention. William and Brandon on the Guns of Gear text line said, what is with him ending statements with right all the time? That's a great point. I might have to go back and listen. All right, unknown texter. No, this is, a, this is Chris here. Chris on the Guns of Gear text line. As a Jacksonian, we need to know how to get rid of this mayor. He's only concerned about himself and his own selfish motives and it's costing all of us. Well, there was some legislation put forward to where you could have recall elections for mayors, but I, I believe it got it didn't survive because you know racism. Because apparently they know what mayors were going to be top of that list. David on the guns of your text line. I'm gonna start at the top here, so if we're a little, little uh, old, some of the stuff anyway, deal with me. That is ridiculous. Who in the Heck, are those idiots clapping? That is the uh, employees from Richard's disposal. It says he sounds like Papa Joe Biden screaming. If the city attorney wants to give blood, sweat, and tears, go stand on the corner of Highway 80 and Ellis. She can literally give blood, sweat, and tears. That's 101 pimp talk. They have they ha- they have half halfway pick up the trash in South. They half I can't say the a word. Anyway, they. They halfway pick up the trash in South Jackson. This dude is so crazy. He is talking about himself. Where they having this meeting? Piccadilly's? <laughs> That's so funny. It was uh, it was in the hallway of City Hall. Wild Bill says they do not want judges appointed because that's government interference and taking their right to vote. But I bet they cry out for government help for trash pickup. The state will have to step in. I'm afraid of, of on that deal, too. Poor, poor leadership, but they continue to vote Democrat. And they continue to blame it on everybody else. But like I said in my little rant, who you can't blame this on. This, this You may can blame water on somebody because it's 30 years of neglect. You, you, people that kick the can down the road. But this trash is a Self-inflicted gunshot wound. You can't blame it on Trump. You can't blame it on Clay Edwards. You can't blame it on Tate Reeves. White flight, racism, colonizers, apartheid, Santa Claus, past administrations, Frank Melton, or Kim Wade. And last but not least, you can't blame it on January 6th. You can only blame this on one person. This falls on one person. Shockway, Antar, Lumumba. You know who will not allow this to happen when he becomes mayor of Jackson? Kim Wade. Kim Wade won't allow this. There will be trash pickup if it has to be prisoners in the Hines County Jail picking it up. If city employees have to pick trash up, he'll have their butts out there in an orange jumpsuit picking up trash. Well, you can't make this stuff up. Lost Sheep chimes in. Everyone needs to take their trash and drop it off on city hall steps, mayor's office, potholes, or better yet, the mayor's house. Now, you know, I, I don't, I'm not a fan of telling people to go to somebody's house because the mayor lives in a gated community and all that, and his neighbors didn't ask for that crap. However, if you were to do such a thing, 
I'm sure the mayor was all about the McCloskeys being arrested uh, and that thought thought that all those protesters with BLM had all the right in the world to be behind that gated, in that gated community protesting. I'm sure that mayor would have stood with those protesters against the McCloskeys. So same energy when people start piling trash up at your house. Same energy when people start protesting your house. I would avoid taking it to anybody's home. I know that sounds fun. And it would be so befitting. If you live around Chalkway, if anybody out there in the sound of my voice, whether you're listening to this live or on a podcast later, if you live around Chalkway, if you live behind that gated community, I want by by Friday, I wonder what the trash looks like outside his house. How is he getting his trash removed? Has he got city employees coming over there and doing it? I want to know how Chalkway's trash is being taken out. I really do. Uh, Guns and Gear text line here. Uh, Unknown texter says, here's the thing folks need to ask the question about. Chucky, Chucky the Clown has never shown this type of passion about public safety. He's crying about dang garbage vendor, but children die on our streets and has no emotion. Your slip is showing, playboy. Take your butt back to Detroit. Kwame Kilpatrick 2.0. That may be text of the day. I don't have a prize to give you, but that may be text of the day. Right there. Unknown text or shoot me your name so I can lock you in. Whatever name you want to use. All right. Let's take a break real quick. Come back, land the plane for the hour. We've got a whole another hour to go. Allison Noe will be in here. Not sure what the conversation topic is today for our whole story health hour, but... I'm willing to talk about a little trash if she is. (laughs) We'll be right back on the. Breaking rules when necessary. Welcome back into the Clay Edwards show live here. The Matt Hike of Flowood studios about three more minutes of for this hour. And I've got Miss Allison Noe in the studio with me. She'll uh, she'll be here on the air with on the air with me for the next hour. Uh, So looking forward to catching up with her. I guess what we'll do is clean up some Guns and Gear text here to end this hour. I will save the ad reads for the next hour. Uh, Dustin chimes in on the Guns and Gear text lines. And it's amazing. The only issue they get talked about and argued over in Jackson are the ones that involve money. How much does Jackson have to spend versus how much Jackson can save? They do this, and they don't even spend the money they do get. They raise the taxes and haven't fixed a single road, couldn't fix the water, won't pay for trash pickup, and won't pay for the police force. The only way you'll get Jackson leadership to care about the shootings and killings and drugs is to find a way for the Jackson to make money by getting rid of it. You know, and I, I tell you, this trash thing has been so all-consuming for them that they haven't even peeped a word about HB 1020 passing. Not a word. You know, they're, they're still mad that the Capitol Police even exists, not because of fighting crime or anything like that. They thought they should have just been given the money for JPD. I mean, you don't even pay the guys you got right. I mean, you're budgeted for 500 police officers, and you got less than 200. Where's that money going? Where's that money at? So come on, man. You know, They told us that HB 1020 was going to be the, 
the end of Jackson. It was going to destroy Jackson. Why? Because it's going to save it, literally. Literally. All right. Podcast will be available shortly. Search Clay Edwards Show wherever you download podcasts or stream music. Coming up next, got a whole other hour with Allison Noe here on the Whole Story Health Hour. This is this is the Clay Edwards Show. We'll be right back after this break on 1039 WYAB. Thanks for listening. Tune in tomorrow at 7 a.m. as the Clay Edwards Show discusses all that is going on in and around the city of Jackson. This concludes our broadcast day. Right here on 103.9 WYAB.